Welcome everybody. Welcome back everybody. The very first episode because it's actually the first episode of British Carbonara. Well, we have made uh, the zeroth episode, as you'd like to say. Yeah, yeah. We did a let's say an experiment experimental first thing and this is the actual first thing. Um exactly. The last one how was is it a going? bit of an introduction. Yeah. How's it going and especially how is it going to you, Leo? Well, speaking about our uh, last uh, effort to begin this uh, this podcast of ours, I have to say I feel a bit ashamed because uh, <laughs> as you can <laughs> because we actually listen back to to what we record yeah and uh, i'm a bit ashamed uh, of, the, of the status of my of my english knowledge and my uh, god that was exposition so bad. skills <laughs> that, that was very that very bad, bad. But we can uh, we can make it better and i wanted to um, correct uh, a few things i said uh, along the way first of all i'm uh, perfectly aware of the horrors i i pronounced here and there but mainly uh, me too, I, want... I must say, me too. I'm very, <laughs> exactly. very upset with many things I said. I did not mean to talk that, that badly. I don't <laughs> even know if I'm talking good right now, but, you know, that's that's the beauty of it. Well, we'll improve over time, that's for sure. Yeah. Hope, hopefully, hopefully we'll be better. Um, yeah, so excuse our English for this and... Uh, this is a sentence that you will hear often, I guess, because uh, as uh, we said, we are not English uh, speakers. We're Italian and we as Italian do two things. We talk English poorly and we speak a lot of food and that's it. So you're not going to hear us every time talk about food, but here and there you will hear us complain about other nations culinary skills i guess as you may know by by now being italian means that we are by law forced to complain about food at least 25 percent of our daytime <laughs> exactly exactly so it's either that or bad english just choose it and yeah if you if you can bear with us, it's not gonna be that bad. <laughs> well, it's not even that bad if you, if no, I may no. so, if I may say so myself. At least yeah. we don't talk like this. No, we don't a... talk like Super Mario, which is weird <laughs> because I am Mario by name. So yeah, uh, and that's especially true for me because uh, as I study Japanese. Um, Whenever I go to Japan, that's the first joke they do to me. Oh, like the video game character. And that's so funny to me, <laughs> especially after so many years. It's still so funny to hear that joke. But yeah. Well, to me, everybody says, the oh, like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. I thought Da Vinci, okay. maybe. No, not Da Vinci, right? Not uh, as many times as I wish. Uh, at least... You could have been, yeah, I have the same artistic skills too. And I'm equally good looking and modest. <laughs> yeah, good looking. He had a beard and he was old. I don't, I guess not every year of his life, but still. 
Well, when he the had only... the beard, he looked very much uh, like uh, Jack Nicholson. So that's a, a, a plus I to me. I never saw that comparison. I never <laughs> heard of that comparison, actually. <laughs> that's he even that's did, weird. He even did some uh, imitation of him. So it's very funny. Really? Well, Da Vinci of Jack Nicholson or Jack Nicholson of Da Vinci? I'm not sure. No, not, not Da Vinci. I was talking about DiCaprio. Oh, I completely misheard the thing then. That's uh, that's <laughs> something we're going to cut, I hope. Okay. Probably, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Did anyway, you have the... something you did you have something you wanted to talk about? Uh, yes, first I wanted to have a little uh, follow-up about uh, some things that I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly okay. my Small critic about the J.K. Rowling. I know many fans may hate on me already. I I didn't <laughs> I didn't start. mean bad. <laughs> I didn't mean bad. She she. I know she can uh, write real good, but not. Um, I don't know how to say it. Not especially good. I don't mean she's mm. average. She's uh, obviously Maybe. more than average in uh, their writing skills, but it's not the. The writer of the century. Um, let's put it that way. I'm just saying, maybe you just meant like uh, it's not the writing you prefer to uh, read to and to um, discover. I mean, maybe there are other uh, other uh, authors that you prefer just uh, as the way they speak, the way, the way they describe the things. And Rowling is and- not the first that comes to your mind. Exactly. Another thing that I wanted to point out, pointed out that was the I said uh, that uh, I enjoy good writing. Well, no shit. Everybody enjoys good writing. What I wanted to say is that uh, I enjoy um, a really rich kind of writing, one that it's not uh, mainly straightforward. That there's uh, okay. um, connections between uh, past. Uh, things happened uh, in the story and uh, future things i lot i especially like a lot for foreshadowing and mm. and stuff like that oh i see i see i see that's why i really enjoy the the works of uh, bob waxberg because uh, i recently that the sixth season of bojack horseman came out and uh, i mm. rewatched the the entire uh, really series. did you now <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> And every time I do, that, I always uh, find some... Uh... Yeah, yeah, I, I wanted to say, you gotta know that just as I am totally obsessed with Doctor Who and Pizza and Jojo, Leo is obsessed with Bojack Horseman and Kill la Kill, the anime. Uh, exactly. That's, that's the two things <laughs> he's obsessed with, so yeah. No, the main thing I wanted to talk about uh, today that uh, should be a, a kind of a surprise to you, but is uh, kind of linked to, to Kill la Kill. Oh, th- th- that's perfect then. I, I quoted what you wanted to talk about. And uh, it's also kind of linked to the kind of writings that I really enjoy, kind of storytelling that I enjoy. Mm. And it's because of um, Hiroyuki Maishi, the author of uh, the Kill la Kill uh, okay. uh, series, which uh, previously worked for the... Um, right now, he is uh, the the main guy, the manager of the um, Studio Trigger in Japan. 
But before that, okay. he worked uh, at uh, the Gainax studio, the mm-hmm. one who brought us uh, uh, Evangelion and uh, yeah. other great stuff that I don't know the international title, so I won't, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I won't expose myself for that. Maybe they're different in Italian, I guess. But I uh, it, won't, it wouldn't be helpful. So yeah. uh, he worked for Gainax and uh, one of the, f- the first uh, um, directorial di- debut, as uh, probably was, was a series that uh, I um, I tried to make you watch, uh, which was uh, Goran Lagan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, which you? I which recently you... I recently finished that. I recently completed uh, my journey with Goran Lagan, and uh, it pretty much became the favorite thing I have ever watched, anime wise. It's so amazing. So yeah, I. I can see why you wanted to talk about it. <laughs> Mainly, I really enjoy how he 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 knows very well how to build up uh, an amazing adventure, mm. and everything from a, a certain point just becomes bigger and bigger. I don't know how to to explain. Yeah, it. it's, it's uh, uh, the moment you think, "Oh, this is as high, as big, as vast as we get." That's not the biggest we get. It's even it he pushes forward more and more and more until your head explodes, basically. It's just the ending, the the way the final showdown goes, it's so amazing. But if it if it was only that, I mean I watched many things that were pushing forward each and every time. And this is one of the best, of course, but that's not the only uh, thing that I loved about this. Gurren Lagan for me, it was just the subtlety of many things, just the way that the story uh, wasn't scary, wasn't scary is not a word, uh, wasn't scared uh, of killing characters, of uh, making the story itself evolve into something completely different, the way it starts and the way things go in the climax and in the last episodes are a completely different story if you think about it and it's amazing to me yes the story the story itself it's uh, it's very rich he has a uh, um a really enjoyable way to to character design uh, his characters there are always uh, recognizable a mile away mm. the characters themselves are uh, always very rich very deep only mm. very three-dimensional and they always have this chemistry together that it just yeah, works yeah. perfectly i saw the his first work that i saw was uh exactly kill la kill as you said before mm. which was the mind-blowing to me before that i wasn't that much of a, of a fan of uh japanese animation in general after sewing that uh i know it has uh, a, that, a bad reputation mainly because of uh of its looks of this uh first presentation which is a uh, very fun service like but if you give him give it uh, a possibility, it's uh, a really mm-hmm. great show with a, a yeah, really, really, really great that's build up maybe the at, thing the, at that, the end. Yeah, that's maybe the thing that uh, could uh, be a problem for some people, I guess. The fact that both the protagonist and uh, one of the other characters uh, is a little fanservice-y sometimes. But it's a bit really, that's yes. just surface level because the rest of the series is amazing for so many other reasons. And it actually is 
very Gurren Lagann-like, if I think about it now. It has many traits of Gurren Lagann, and it, uh, it's really, really cool to see that. It has kind Except of the same the vibe, There's and not especially the, mecha, the second mecha, part. Mecha in there. Yeah. There's also, yes, the, the last episode, uh, the 25th, that has uh, this giant mecha also in Kill la Kill. It's, uh, oh, right, it's not, right, right. It's, it's not that great of an episode, but it's there, so... Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Was it really necessary? <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, and uh, it's amazing to me that um, I am not much of a mecha enthusiast. I don't really care for the genre. But Gurren Lagann grabbed me so much that I actually came to enjoy even the mecha aspect of it. Because they were they felt not that much as mecha as just these monsters just giant kaiju monsters that were fighting just had a slight metallic uh, feel but it wasn't mecha to me it was something else i guess i don't know how to explain it Probably also the fact that the robots uh, aren't that uh, mm, as much detailed as uh, other uh, mecha yeah. series uh, tend to. It's not to, Gundam. To draw them. It's not uh, it's Gundam. Yeah. It they are very robot-like. Hmm. This one Which you is... can recognize they are robots, but they are less detailed. They are a bit bumpy. Are I don't know how to to say. Mm -hmm. You just uh, need to to see them. I guess. I guess that's true. Um... I wanted to uh, one so day was a, uh, uh, watch a Gundam series. I know that I said that I'm not interested to, into Mecha, but still, it's something that I guess if you're an anime fan, at least one Gundam series you need to experiment yourself, I think. So Me that's too. something that I am going to do at some point, I guess. I wanted for so long to to begin with the, the Gundam series. The main problem is that there are so many, I literally don't know where to begin. Yeah, that, that's a problem. I guess I'm just gonna see one of the recent, more recent one, one of the best reviewed ones, and I'm just gonna start from there. Because I know that many of them are just closed stories. Uh, or at least not. Um, it's not required to wa have watched everything ever, so that's a good thing. And then again, uh, I already uh, talked to you about this, but uh, another little series that can uh, make you really appreciate the the mecha genre. It's um, Gunbuster, the very oh, first right, work of right, uh, right. Yeah. Hideaki Anno. That's yeah, also the, a, the a very good Evangelion. example of a not particularly detailed robot, and mm. uh, and there is a, a Soviet mecha, so or less. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I just have a problem with uh, you know uh, I told you uh, this before uh, how little I enjoyed, and I know this is gonna be something that will outrage everyone watching. I mean, listening. I Why am I say? saying watching? Uh, everyone listening will be outraged by this, but yeah, I am not that big of a fan of Evangelion. I cannot watch it another time. I watched it because it's something of a classic, and if you are an anime fan, you have at least have watched this once, but I really, really had a hard time finishing it it's it's not an easy thing to to watch and to enjoy to me 
it really wasn't. So I'm not. I don't know if I won't. I will uh, see Gunbuster, but I will give it a try in the future, probably. Well, I can guarantee you, it's not that depressing as uh, Evangelion. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They always. Uh, you always uh, told me that. I, I will enjoy. I will uh, try to to see for myself. There's also a lot of wiggling boobs. That's something that you, you could have started with that. You could have <laughs> really started with that. Uh, okay. Uh, did you have uh, anything else you wanted to talk about? Uh, well, for now, not. I just wanted to mm. give this first example of uh, what kind of uh, good writing I, I enjoy. And uh, I wanted to talk about something else, but I would like to give you the, the word first. One, okay. uh, what one did you talk to? Uh, what one did you two talk about? Uh, what am I saying? Uh, pl- please, <laughs> Let's just keep it like that. Let's just keep it like that. It will be fun. Um, I'll, okay. So you wanted to talk about something else, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk about Doctor Who, which is something you, you will so much enjoy. Me uh, bragging about Do- Doctor Who. Because um, uh, recently the new trailer for the the season is um, is uh, is public oh. i guess uh, is on youtube and um, it looks really really interesting the thing that i wanted to actually talk about is uh, aside from the trailer actually because it's about uh, the build up to the trailer that they did and that's something so weird to talk about but it's really something that amused me because right now we're in a period of time where we don't just have hype for a trailer, but we have hype for the teasing of the trailer, which is so dumb. But that's just how they do it right now. They just publish a photo on Twitter and on social media in general about Doctor Who. And people are saying, oh, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? What announcement announcement they're going to have in the future? And then it's just the trailer. And it's like, how, why are we come, how we come to this? How can it be? But okay. <laughs> they, was it they, an actual trailer or just a, a teaser trailer? No, like no, no a, it's a, it was 30. a trailer, I guess. But the fact that they did a tease, they teased us for like, two weeks I guess with this image and then it was just the trailer for the season it was like what uh, but still it's um, it's an interesting uh, trailer it, it uh, looks like uh, we're gonna have some old school enemies of the doctor once again which is uh, a relief because the last season we had only new stuff which is good in a sense but at the same time it felt a little underwhelming because the new stuff wasn't as interesting and it felt like there wasn't much of a threat of anything you know the later like the older seasons had some iconic Uh, enemies both um, invented by the new Doctor Who series and in uh, that were main uh, enemies also in the old school one this new season just had new underwhelming boring things so I'm really happy that 
in these seasons they're gonna step up everything that's that's something uh, I, I'm interested in um, there's Stephen Fry the, the it's uh, in the series yeah he's gonna have uh, a cameo in it by cameo I mean he's gonna be in an episode um, okay. and uh, yeah it looks it looks good it's gonna start actually very it's it's gonna be next year but it's not it, it doesn't feel next year because it's the first of January so it's like very very close and I'm very very in hype for this uh, I'm a big fan I just love the the concepts of a man slash woman now uh, that travels space and time and has to deal with things timey-wimey that's how he, he says it in the show and that's yeah it's amazing. Considering that uh, the the last season wasn't uh, exactly well received by by the public, what are your hopes for for this one? Um, I just hope they're gonna have stronger episodes because that's the the beauty of Doctor Who is. Uh, to me, this was something that b before watching it, I thought uh, always it was a flaw, but after becoming a fan, I just love it. The fact that it's episodic i mean i just hope it will have good episodes good single episodes that you could think okay that series has those episodes those are some good uh, pieces of television in and of itself if it has that for me it means something and the the last season had just one of those and it was a really really good episode but it was just that and it's a good episode also for me it wasn't received uh, positively for to everyone so that's one other issue another issue I, I just want something that will uh, put everyone um, in agreement that it's good and it's uh, it's a great piece of television of, of, of a series so I just hope that. I hope uh, the characters, the companions of the Doctor, aren't uh, won't be as uh, boring as they were in the first season. Because aside from uh, Graham, which is the old guy that's following the Doctor now, he and he was a national treasure. He was so adorable. I wanted to hug me, hug him uh, every time. He was actually even more interesting than the Doctor in that season. Um, the other two companions were so boring. So yeah, I hope they fix that. Wait, Graham was the name of the character or the- Graham the was the, the, name the name of the character. And who was the actor? The actor, oh my God, what's the name? I'm just gonna look at it right now because I want to know the name of the guy because he's a, a VIP, I, I mean, a, a very f famous guy in, uh, in uh, in England, so like he's Graham O'Brien. He's uh, a fictional character, and the Bradley the, Walsh the actor is B Bradley Walsh. Yeah, Bradley Walsh is the name of the guy. Yeah, I also, have no idea who. <laughs> I think he's just famous in England. Uh, also, yeah, Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker or something like that. Sorry, can you ask again? 
it's a is it kind of a, a TV host or something like that? I see. He I think he's a TV host. Lottery yeah. of the UK, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a TV host, and he was asked asked to do this season, uh, okay. these seasons with the with Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor. So we'll see. Also, Jodie Whittaker. I hope she she gets a more a stronger characterization, I guess, because she was interesting. She was nice as a Doctor in the first season, but. Um, she grabbed too much from previous doctors without adding that much of her, I guess. So it's it's uh, the best thing of Doctor Who is also the fact that every doctor is a little different from each other. So I just hope she delivers in that. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Uh, I just hope for this series to rise up to the standards i i know uh, she can uh, it can uh, be i don't know how to finish that sentence it's just you know i hope it's good i hope it's good so did you have something else some observations well, speaking of yes yeah, speaking of uh, science fiction i wanted to, to talk about the, the 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 show that i am currently watching which is mandalorian by oh. by Disney by I yeah, wasn't this, really yeah I know you're not a, a big Star Wars fan say, it's kind of sad to say Mandalorian the Star Wars thing by Disney but yeah it's it's yeah it's Disney that's how it is I wasn't really sure at at first uh, mainly because there weren't uh, much news about it before uh, before it came out I initially thought it was uh, going to be um, um, a spin-off series uh, mainly focused on the figures uh, of uh, Boba Fett or Jango Fett. I don't know if you remember the, the characters. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not that big of a fan of uh, Star Wars, but still, I, I know the characters. So. Okay, so I was completely wrong about that because the Mandalorian, as I discovered later, it's not exactly a species, it's uh, um, a society, a culture, very... Spartan like uh, very warrior based I did not and, know uh, that me neither it's uh, it's very interesting it's very well um well put in the universe they basically work as um, bounty hunters uh, as the characters of uh, Boba Fett and Jango Fett in the other two, the first two trilogies basically episode from uh, 1 to 6 but the the series is um set in the period of time between the the fall of the empire and uh, the rise of the the new order or the oh right new the, trilo- um, the basically new modern between, trilogy between trilogies yeah between the, the exactly. two main trilogies not counting the bad one with uh, yeah <laughs> with the what's the name of the character the one that everybody hates uh, uh jar jar binks jar jar binks not counting no, no, the one he... with Jar Jar Binks, yeah, okay. Not that, not it's uh, it's set between the episodes six and seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I got it, I got it. So it's uh, a very interesting setting. Is this uh, kind of a gray period where uh, there's almost no law and uh, bounty Ooh. hunters need to bounty oh, hunt cool. to survive? Literally, they have no other mean of uh, sustenance. Is that the word? I don't know. Probably. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I guess you could say that. Yeah. Anyway, the story focuses on uh, this character, which uh, right now is basically nameless. 
everybody calls him Mando, which is a kind of a slur to call the Mandalorians. Okay. So he's and, a nameless character, the protagonist. Uh, right now, it is. He's played also by uh, Pedro Pascal. Is that the name? <clears throat> I'm the Pedro Pascal. Oh, yes. Okay. The, I heard that name, but I don't know. I don't know. The Red Viper did. from uh, Game of Thrones. Oh. And also the other FBI guy in uh, the guy who uh, was gouged out without with exactly. the eyes gouged out. Wow. Exactly. To, today is not the day I die. Aubrey Martel, the day he died. Yeah, yeah, that, that guy. guy, that guy. is <laughs> uh is really good in the in this character. It's very suited for him. A uh, really nice touch is that the the Mandalorians and Mandalorians as a society right now they don't uh, take off their helmets, so we never see his face. So it's a a protagonist where we don't know the name and we N- never and see neither the, the face. face. Exactly, That's something so it's- weird. It's like it so makes weird. it look very mysterious, very yeah, kind of old-fashioned. It's also something that could be a problem going forward if they don't um, manage it properly, I guess, because it could end up being just a boring thing uh, with with the episodes going on. I don't know. Well, that's uh, we just have to to wait and see how how they manage this. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the story because uh, right now there are only three episodes available. So the story it's uh, it's not already um, uh, how can I say it? It's not uh, exactly clear yet. We just know we are, we are going to focus this uh, follow this, started, uh, this character so. and see his uh, his evolution, his progression, and uh, mm. his way to uh, oh. relate to the world around him. The really thing I the thing that I really enjoyed about this show is. Uh, that uh, it has the looks of the modern trilogy, the one nobody cares about because, uh, eh? but it has the same <laughs> right now, feels yeah, it's, it's of the th- original trilogies. So from episode four to six. So it's uh, it's it has the the vibe exactly. of old school Star Wars. Mm. Exactly. So it's really, really, really an, uh, enjoyable, really interesting. It's also very uh, detailed. For example, there's a in the Probably the first episode, there's a, a scene where our protagonist, Mando, yeah. uh, comes in um, a room where the guards are basically the um, stormtroopers. But uh, considering that uh, the Empire has fallen a couple of years before, these stormtroopers look very uh, abandoned. How are okay. going to say it like that? So yeah. They are out of shape, like the uniforms are, are dirty, are uh, a bit of dent uh, here and there. So they look really abandoned, like they like, don't have a purpose anymore and they like just work hobo, as mercenaries. Hobo stormtroopers, basically. Pro- exactly, hobo stormtroopers is a quite nice definition. <laughs> okay. And uh, there are also other characters from the, the trilogy. Uh, I don't remember how they are called. Uh, the species of the little guys with the in the, the desert Ewoks. that uh, steals the machine parts. Oh, the uh, that name. I think the problem is I think that uh, in Italian it has another name, and I think I know uh, the name in Italian. That's my exactly same problem. Uh, anyway, those guys. We. That's a problem. Also, fun fact about <laughs> Star Wars that I know. Don't ask me why. Um, in the original trilogies, in the Italian dub of Star Wars, 
they don't say the word clones, the, uh, the word for clones in Italian, because we did not use that word very often and we did not know how to say clones in Italian, basically. So they Wait. invented another word, completely another word for it. And it Wait, sounds really? so strange. In, yeah, in which yeah. film? Uh, I think the first one, the first Star Wars. They, I think it's the um, one from the one from the seventies or the episode one from two thousand and something. The one from the seventies, uh, um, Obi Wan Kenobi. He says uh, he was talking. These are not the clones uh, you're you, you want to. Uh, th that scene, the the famous scene. Yes. He says no. I guess it wasn't the uh, clones. It was uh, maybe robots the or drones. something. Drones, drones, exactly, drones. The word for, for drones is not, uh, wasn't used in Italy. So in the dubbing of Star Wars, they changed it to another thing. Uh, so... Ah, droids, the, not drones, sorry. Yeah, the, the the, basically that word was cloti in Italian, which was so, so weird because it doesn't make any sense. But yeah. I have to look for this thing because I really don't remember it. It's it's a weird, weird piece of um, information that I don't know why I remember. But yeah, I remember that they had uh, a problem with the translation for this word and they had to come up with something and they ended up in that. Cloti, which it's not a word. <laughs> anyway, the new Mandalorian looks uh, really promising. I really hope they they keep this style, mainly because it's also not much um, dialogue based it's uh, there are a lot of silence scene because it's mm. supposed to be set during the the hunt of the also since the protagonist is uh, completely like no face no name it makes sense exactly it's a, a very nice touch for now let's i hope that they they keep it that way mm. it has a, this kind of a slow pace mm. that's not boring it's it's just right, just perfect, and also the the um, the perfect combination of uh, digital and practical effects uh, may mm. really makes the the thing okay. really works well. So that's good. That's a good thing because Star Wars recently has not been in the best of time. I guess many many people are really really bashing on on it like they they really don't like anything they do so that's a good thing that at least this series is is promising and uh, you wanted to talk about something else right yeah the the last thing i wanted to talk about and i'm really sorry for our non-anime interested fans the many fans we have um but uh, i want to step once again into weeb territory uh so yeah, uh, it's not going to be anime though, it's going to be manga related. Um, I don't know if you know about this, but um, Kimetsu no Yaiba, Demon Slayer, was a thing yes. this year. was basically one of the biggest animes this year. I was watched a big it. thing this year. Yeah, yeah, I watched it and it was really, really good. Uh, it's a battle shown and it's a very simple premise. It, it doesn't do anything new, but it, what it does, it does very, very good. And um, thanks to the anime, the manga managed something that very, very few other series managed. It surpassed One Piece sales in 
2019. And that's amazing simply because that's something that happened not that much. Uh, like in 2013, it happened with Attack on Titan because the anime was so big uh, and it surpassed. I think briefly. it happened also in the. I think it happened also in the early 2000s with the Nana. Is it possible? I think I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, but the biggest one I, th I can think of before Demon Slayer was Attack on Titan. And um, it surpassed briefly One Piece, and brief and One Piece just took over uh, um, just a few months later. So it wasn't that big of a deal, actually. The deal with Kimetsu no Yaiba with Demon Slayer, I have to talk it, uh, say it in English because it's a little simpler. Um, the deal with the Demon Slayer is simply that uh, it managed to do that with in uh, such a short time and. It managed to do that for so long that it's uh, um, for 2019 actually uh, the highest selling manga in the top 10. The first place is not One Piece this year, it's gonna be Demon Slayer. And that's something so strange simply because it has never happened ever ever since One Piece became the biggest thing in the world of, world of anime and manga. Uh, that a series surpassed One Piece. And it's just something that I think it's worth talking about just because of what it means for the the market of anime and manga because it means that One Piece can, can be beaten and it can um, be surpassed. It's not going to stay the first forever. And one thing that bothers me is that... Uh, uh, recently, some um, Shueisha, the main magazine where One Piece, uh, that Shueisha is the company, the magazine is Shonen Jump, where One Piece is published. Uh, I was about to say that wasn't Shonen Jump the, the magazine. Yeah, yeah, Shueisha is the main thing, but Shonen Jump is the magazine. Okay. Uh, they recently published something online, like uh, on Twitter, I think where they said that uh, One Piece is uh, the biggest uh, selling manga for this year, once again, and all of that stuff. And I think they were trying, I'm not, I don't want to do conspiracy theories or something, but it looked like they were missing some data and I think they were doing it purposely because they did not want to... Uh, ruin, I guess, the myth of One Piece being the best at everything, ever, all the time, every time. I guess they were trying just to uh, make One Piece look good and just completely discard the fact that Demon Slayer actually surpassed it this year. And it was so strange to me that they did that. It was so dumb for me that they did that. But... You could all, uh, all the time uh, see uh, these comments on Twitter, like people, One Piece fanboys basically saying, ah, you could uh, see comments on Twitter of people actually commenting on this and saying stuff like, ha, uh, did you actually think that One Piece could have been toppled this year? Nobody can beat him and stuff like that. Like fanboys being so stupid that just prove how fandoms are the worst sometimes. Like, if you just 
dive in the information a little bit more, you can actually see that this news is not completely true, that Demon Slayer is actually still uh, the biggest selling for manga for now. So it's, it's weird that they did that. It's, I don't know, it just sounds so strange. I guess it's the market. It kind of sounds like bullying in some, some way. It's not really a nice thing uh, to... It's not a nice thing to do, but I guess they they were scared that One Piece uh, could have been... Uh, they're scared of something that I guess is inevitable at some point, because I know that One Piece is the biggest selling manga of all time, but they cannot possibly think that it's gonna stay that forever. It's not gonna stay that forever. And I say that as a massive One Piece fan. But still. It's it's something of a... Of an, a not pleasant note uh, to end my topics with. <laughs> but yeah, this is, uh, this is what I had to say about this. Well, we can say we, we talked a lot... Uh... Yeah. Until this time. <laughs> yeah, we, we talked. Uh, we talked a good bit. Once again, uh, excuse us for our English because we were exactly. not that good even that time. We know we're not, <laughs> but still, we're doing our best. Yeah, exactly. So, thanks everybody for listening. We'll uh, hope you enjoyed. Yeah, hope you enjoyed this, and uh, we'll we you will hear us uh, once again next week. Uh, Thank you. Then I we forgot also to say it last time. Eventually, if you really like to follow us, we are on social media. We have a Facebook page and uh, an Instagram page. We mm, right, just right. just go for the searching bar and type uh, British Carbonara Podcast. You should find out the find us right away. Yeah. In the future, probably we'll also have a Twitter account. Maybe I don't know. We have to consider it. But for now, we have a. This, uh, these two pages. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So follow us there and uh, sometimes we post something funny. Sometimes we don't. Most of the sometimes time. Sometimes we don't. Most of the times <laughs> we don't. We know that's uh, socially active, but uh, when uh, we, we, we let you know be, whether, we will be a little bit when the more, new episode uh, when the new episode comes out. Exactly. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. And thanks, uh, for, thanks for listening. You will hear us next week. Bye-bye. See you next week. And please excuse our English. Please excuse our English. Bye.